it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gut. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. It's Tuesday, it's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live. With your hostess with the mostess, Shelly from Cali on VOCNation.com. Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I, of course, am your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Kelly. And, oh my goodness, what a day. <laughs> As per usual, right? So, <clears throat> first of all, if you're listening, tweet me. Let me know you can hear me. I still have that phobia. And until um, I can come out with a better system... This is what we're going to do. So tweet me if you can hear. Stellar Steven, are you listening? <laughs> tweet me, Stellar Steven. Anyways, how are you this week today? I have been at it all day long. I feel like I've been kind of like nonstop, which is fine, you know, nice and productive. But once again, Freddie Mertz. Freddie Mertz. Freddie He's the one that holds me to a place. There was that one. And then, what 
Unless I don't know the the top of my head, I can't really think of somebody that's her friend, but, you know, I totally am in, into anime, and I think they're freaking awesome as a group, but I'm not somebody that is super diehard, like, don't get me wrong, I don't know, but I'm still a fan of the diehard fans, so very affected by this. And, you know, sucks. I don't know. Just makes me think, you know? Well, positive vibes, love and light, and I can't soul, wherever it is. Every single person affected by that. I, I think it's predictable that, oh, well, fans know them or whatever, but it's, it doesn't matter what... Eddie Van Halen maybe did for you. Like, that's your personal, that's like so personal, maybe not even anyone knows it, you know? So when you find out that people pass away, uh, kind of like a little bit of a reality. All right, on to um, other things, brighten it up a little bit. I really love to talk to you guys today about a shoot I had on Sunday. Um, I had a shoot in downtown L.A., I was with Jen Thomas, Katarina Waters, and little Danielle, and we had an awesome time, so I'll get into that a little bit later. And I also wanted to talk to you guys about um, my first convention I had after I got the booth at WWE, and a weekend I'll never forget, and a promoter I'll never forget, and a promoter that I have a lot of people. So today's theme of Shelly Live is going to be bogus promoters. And promoters can go either way. Promoters could be like promoters for shows. They have wrestling shows. Or you have, you can call them promoters or vendors that put on a convention, say, for a meet and greet situation. And that's what I'm talking about. And the reason why, you kind of on the fly, that I'm, what am I going to talk about? Because... As you guys know, I was going to have actually Graham's interview today, but I just, long story short as I can make it, I'll get more into detail next week, but I just had a couple of hurdles that I had to jump over, and it took some time, and then finally when I was able to get the files on my computer and my editing system, it was already like one point five, and I was like, there's no way when I know that it's without being edited at all is like over an hour so there's that <laughs> so okay great Phil and Steven thank you for tweeting mic check mic check <laughs> chat not loud enough I hear a vibration oh shoot yes hold on one second let me know what that's that and then you say mic chat. Chat loud. Not loud. I bet you I had it on the wrong setting. How about now? Is that better? Let me know, Stellar Steven. <laughs> Shout out Stellar Steven. On it today. Helping me out over here. So that's what I want to talk about because, um, like I said, I had to jump over this hurdle. Finally got the uh, audio on my computer. It was 145. It was just not going to happen. I didn't want to stress myself out. And then I thought to myself, maybe I'll just 
do like part one and then part two next week. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. Like, I feel sometimes, sometimes it can kind of take you out of the vibe or the flow of like what's going on. Just, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I'm going to freaking do it right. So next week, I freaking promise I'll have that Ashley Graham interview. And uh, I'll tell you guys again a little bit more detail of those technical difficulties because sometimes you guys like to know that kind of stuff. There goes the ice cream man. Can you hear the ice cream man? <laughs> you got a Choco Taco over there? Oh, man, Choco Tacos. They got those Choco Tacos at Walmart, and I finally went when they had them in stock. Oh, it's it's really – okay, great. Thank you, Stellar Steven. I had the wrong setting on my mic. But um, those Choco Tacos, let me tell you something. Like, they're high in calories. They're high in carbs. But they're freaking good. So I had to, like, kind of pick and choose uh, when I could eat those Choco Tacos. But now it's really out of time. Probably for the best. Anyways, before we get into – the promoters, the theme of bogus promoters. Let's talk about Sunday. So Jen hit me up a few weeks back, and she asked me if she were to rent a studio space, would I be interested in wanting to tag along and just shoot some content for whatever I need? So, of course, I say yes. And to my surprise, she showed me the link of the studio that she wanted to rent and it actually was a studio that I had bookmarked because there is a website that a lot of people here in town use and it's just a bunch of like listings of different places you can rent for uh, photo shoots video shoots Uh, sometimes if you're having an event like maybe you're having like a little cocktail party anything anything you know with helmet so something going on even during COVID so places I really wanted to shoot at because they have this really cute pink couch and behind it it's like this black glittery background and and then there's these neon signs that are pink of like a woman's body and I thought, oh my goodness, it's like so freaking cute. I wanted to really look like that. And when I had originally looked at it or Jen had mentioned that that was what she was interested in I also was all about it because in another section of the room, they had a different room like set up and it was a bed. It looked very gothic, very vampire. So like, dude, I have to shoot here, but does it really look like that? Does it really? So I was like, okay, here's my chance. Like, Jen is renting this place out. I am going to go see if this place is worth it. If it really does work the way it does in these photos. Well, Jen came and picked me up, and she was with Kat, and uh, Danielle was going to join us as well, because I told Danielle's going to be telling me, she's missing, creating, and she wants to be like, I was like, wow, this is a great opportunity for you, she's really off the place. So, they came to us up, it worked out, because my dark car, it was just a stupid part that messed up. Thank goodness the part's coming, but it's not coming until next week, but it's coming, and I didn't want to chance taking the car, even though it was too far. So it really worked out that we all got to get there together because parking, especially in downtown LA, is kind of hard. So we get there, it's a really old building, which I already love. 
the outside, I was already like, wow, I can really see, like, shooting out here. Like, there's some really cool graffiti, little alleyways, really, really awesome. So the chick that uh, rented the place now, she was super nice. Uh, what was awesome is they are pet friendly. And um, it was it was even cuter in person than it was in the photo. So I was like, yes, I love this. So pretty much what we did is we just kind of, it was very informal. You know, I would be like, hey, Kat, can you take these pictures for me? And or Jen was like, hey, you need me to take these pictures for you? And then we did our own selfie stuff or whatever. And so I got a lot of really awesome content for my Secret Society and my OnlyFans. I'm a previews up on my uh, Twitter, the Shelly Subs, and my Instagram, the Shelly Martinez Previews. And the thing is, though, is I had some custom photo shoots going into it that I wanted to shoot there, so I had this really cool place to shoot at. So I didn't get everything done that I needed to, so Danielle and I are actually going back this Sunday to go shoot there so I can get what I wasn't able to and shoot some more content. I'm super excited about it. Uh, like I said, the place was just so cute, and I feel like I really hope this is the beginning of doing shoots like this with my friends, where it's more like it's not so much like, oh, well, can I shoot you from my side? Just like, hey, I'm going to be over here. This is what I'm doing. If you want to come along and get some content, cool. Like, you know. Because it just really changes the vibe, you know. And then it's also cool to know that somebody can take your photo for you because it's really hard shooting yourself. Even though most of the photos that I got on Sunday were soft shot, um, it's really helpful when you have somebody just get those certain angles that are just really tedious to set up sometimes. So, especially when you're in a time frame, you know. So, it was just all around, I love the vibe. The only thing that, I guess, it was just our first time being there. So we're there, like, figuring it out. We're figuring out how to do the lights. We're figuring out where the AC was. We're figuring out, you know, just, like, the building and how it's set up. So that took time, you know, which then took time from shooting. And I'm a nerd, and I didn't, I wasn't even camera ready yet. So I had to take some time to get ready. So... On Sunday, I'm looking forward to going there and just being, like, all ready to go. Like, leaving the house, camera ready, get there, have an outline of what I want to shoot, get it done, and if there's extra time, just get some filler stuff, you know what I mean? But I love that Jen Thomas brought it all together. So positive vibes, freaking Jen Thomas. That's what I'm all right, so I'm going to take a little break, and when we come back, I'm going to get into these bogus promoters. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Some of these stories you may have heard. Maybe we pepper them in here and there. Some of these stories you never heard ever because I've never talked about them. So you don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I'll be right back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, 
and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I have my little pink camera out right now getting a little behind the scenes. And I'm going to be posting that on ShellyTV.com and maybe maybe my YouTube channel. I don't know. So anyways... So, um, real quick, I totally forgot because earlier on Twitter I did mention that I was going to try to be more mindful of getting some behind-the-scenes snaps during um, my broadcast. But then I remembered, duh, because, like, the way I get into the show is I use my phone. And so when I tried to do that last week, there was no audio because by default, like, I guess Snapchat wasn't allowing, or my phone wasn't allowing Snapchat to record audio. So that's why I was like, oh, yeah, the pink camera, duh. So there you have it, ShellyTV.com. It's free. Go over there and subscribe. You'll love it. I promise. I pinky. All right, you guys. 
let's talk about bogus promoters, okay? You know what I think we need to do? I think I need to go over here, walk over here to the tiki bar. I have some wine here that's been sitting out. I've been letting it breathe. And I'm just going to go ahead and pour it into my Beetlejuice wine glass. I'm letting you guys know the details, so when you see the photos later, you're like, oh, (laughs) just like that. And I think that this convo is definitely going to be one of those convos that I'm going to be sipping on my wine because when I was making this outline, I was already exhausted. (laughs) I was like, how am I going to simplify all of this? For my listeners here, because I am not about to, like, try to make you guys, like, exhausted because I'm telling you all these little details. But some of those details are important and some of them aren't. And so that's why I had to go through it. I was like, okay, what should I say and what shouldn't I say, right? Well, we got the Bible juice flowing over here. (laughs) You never know might come out of my mouth. So hopefully I don't get in trouble. And then I just want to say before I get into this, um, I'm not sharing this these stories to bash anybody. I'm not sharing these stories to create some kind of drama. I'm just like this vampire girl and I'm living in this crazy world and the craziest world that I've lived in is the world of professional wrestling. So these are just simply my experiences. That's why I'm choosing not to give names. I'm not naming names. Even though some of you will be like, who is she talking about? Or maybe it's really easy to figure out who I'm talking about. Like, I'm not going to name names because, like, that's not, I'm not trying to be all like, oh, F this guy, you know? And there's one guy I did feel that way about. And we'll get into that when we get to him and this timeline I'm going to share with you. But I'm in a place now, and I've been in this place for quite some time. I don't feel that way. I don't, and that's why I felt comfortable talking about all these stories I'm going to share with you. I know some of them may make you raise a physical eyebrow, but, like, I'm not trying to be cryptic. I'm not trying to do anything. I think you guys will think these are interesting stories, okay? So I just want to get that clear. And real quick, I have to pray over my wine. Bless her, you, Lord. I can't use But I'm going to do it right now. All right, here we go. I wish I had a little, like, bumper that I could have played, like, a little. I should come up with one when I just start spilling the tea, right? Or spill the wine. Spill that. Spill that. Cheese man. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about my first convention I had after my WWE, uh, or my time in WWE. So prior to that, you know, anything that I did, anything was finding some things or meeting people. It was always something that was put in an agenda. I knew that this was, you know, what was going to happen. I had time. It was in my paperwork. Like they used to give us these. I don't know if people realize this, but you would get a packet every week, and it would have your travel in it, um, and it would just have, like, your schedule and what you would be doing. So I really loved it because it really helped to just see it on, on paper. 
And I'm sure they still do it. Maybe not. I don't know. Like maybe because now the age of the songs are now. But I feel like probably we still do because it's so helpful to see like a physical piece of paper. I don't know, maybe that's just me. So, everything was taken care of. I just kind of had to show up, you know. I was already filled in and what the deal was. And you have to remember that I was in fitness for five years before I went to the group. Yes, I did put in some time. However, it wasn't like I was only in the business for so long because I was still learning how it worked point, you know, and to be honest with you, I didn't really understand how it completely worked until I started my journey with TNA, so, you know, that's some time into my career, you know, but it took me that long to start, oh, this is how it, oh, okay, now this makes sense, oh, okay, got it, got it, got it, and I was like, okay, I can work with this, I can work with this, this is how it works, so, when I first got let go of from WWE, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Not one percent, you know? And so the first person to contact me, I'm just gonna call let's see, what am I gonna call him? I'm just gonna call him Jay. So this is my first run in with Jay. So I can't even tell you how you must have emailed me, I don't know, maybe it was my face. But Jay was like, okay, I'm having this uh, convention in Long Island. There's going to be a lot of former WWE people there. Um, I'm going to pay you $700. I'll never forget that. $700. It'll be one signing, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. So what ended up happening is I ended up doing the Long Island convention. And then the next day, I was I have, I think it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the next day, or later that day, there were some other people who picked me up to take me um, to another area where I was going to work for other people, you know, so it was kind of like spending my time wisely out there, you know, and again, I can't even remember so long ago, and I'm pretty good at remembering those things, how it kind of came together, but that's just what I remember, so... Long story short, this guy, I was I didn't know anything about him. Like, he said $700 for just a day, and everything sounded good. Cool. Like, I looked at the people who ended up being, like, on his card or whatever, or featured to appear, I should say, because it was a wrestling show. I was like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. And when I went there, you know, it just was very chaotic. No one knew what the hell was going on. It just seemed like there was a negative vibe in the air. It sucked. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And at that time, I was so just in a vulnerable place because I had just gotten fired from the movie. So there was this struggle I had when it first happened. Um, and that struggle was I knew I did the right thing. So... I would feel like, okay, F that, I did the right thing, like, whatever. God got my back. But then there would be times when, like, maybe I should have just kept Maybe I didn't do the right thing. Maybe I effed up. 
big time. This is my childhood dream. And I ruined it for myself. But then I would creep back in and be like, but no, no, no. Especially, uh, you know, when I got hired with TNA, that really helped. But this was before that. Okay? This was in the middle. This was in between WWE releasing me and TNA. Or even showing interest, to be honest. So I was just in a very vulnerable place. And I didn't know what was going on. Now, when I did at the independent before, I was never a part of uh, any kind of conventions or anything like that. I mean, I would have my gimmick table at shows and I would perform that. But other than that, I was never a part, or maybe I was a carnival or a fair, I was part of a show like that. But I was never a part of like some big put on like convention event type of thing, right? So I just had no clue like what I was getting myself into. I was assuming that everything was going to be taken care of just like how I was taking care of everybody. And I know that sounds very naive, but like that's just, I didn't know. So when everything was going south and you started to hear rumors of people saying that they're not going to get paid and all this, or if they didn't get paid as much as they were supposed to, I was just like, oh my goodness. So it just turned into this really bad situation. And the positive was, that amongst all of that chaos, I was really able to connect with some of the ladies over there. Two in particular, in particular, one was Luna and one was Nicole Bass. And, you know, okay, so right now, I'm like right there in that moment. I can, I can see myself in Nicole Bass, but I'm just right there. And so now that It makes so much sense why connecting with because here I was, this girl young in the business, just got fired, and here's two badass bitches that are known for getting in trouble, for being themselves unapologetically, and their mouth getting them in trouble. And I guess, I don't know why, but I just never looked at it that way until like right this second. And it makes so much sense why I was connecting with them because they probably were like, oh, man, this girl, she has no idea what's ahead of her. (laughs) She has no idea. This is just the beginning, this thing with WWE. And so even though it was this, like, bad situation, this guy, Jay, ended up, it ended up coming out that he, it was like his first real show that he ever put on on his own. didn't book it right. He over he booked too many wrestlers. He didn't promote it properly so there wasn't enough fans there to pay for everybody who was there. And not everybody got the pay. And it was just like but the thing is it's so funny because that was my first experience but yet like that was very consistent on how the wrestling and a lot of friends so, had I not been there, though, I wouldn't have had those conversations with those two women that really just, I needed those conversations. I needed that recharge. I was just so, you know, I was so excited. I was so excited about myself. I 
top of all of that, afterwards, um, it was, I believe, Scott at the Rescue and Nick Foley and I went to sushi Now, up until then, I had never had sushi. When I was, like, running around here in L.A. before going to Kentucky, my friends would want to get sushi, and I never knew about it. And I was look, and I'm ready to I'll do it if I become my desire. I don't know if it's because they kept pushing it on me. That was just my rebellious way of, like, it just made me have no interest. So when I was asked if I wanted to go out for sushi after the event, I was like, you know what? I'm so down to try it. Maybe it was because I was in that, like, low place. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I said, let's do it. And I remember they really guided me. Okay, first you have, you know, California rolls, see if you like that. And I am the sushi queen now. Like, I want sushi right now. <laughs> Do you hear me? I want it right now. But, um, you know, that's the sushi fanatic that I am. And it's so crazy that that was the trip that I had. And so, again, like, even though it was a bad situation, it put a bad taste in my mouth, it couldn't have come in the worst time, there was just so much positive that happened after that. But then I was just kind of like, okay. So then for a while, I had really awesome experiences uh, with people because, well, I'm oh, sorry. Then I went to TNA. So then there was that. So I was there, and I didn't really do anything with anybody else with TNA, whatever. So after about a year of being with TNA and then going back into just doing the whole convention, the getting booked, um, there was a weekend where I was booked, I think it was like in the Jersey area somewhere, or upstate New York, I can't remember, but there were these fellas that were taking care of me, um, really nice guys, like to this day, like I had, like if I were to see them like right now, like right now, right now, <laughs> I would be like, oh my gosh, and I'd be genuinely happy to see them, happy to hear that they're doing well. Um, in fact, one of them I recently had because I was trying to hunt down so, like, you know, it was nice to hear from him, like, you know, whatever. But what had happened, and I hope it's okay to say this, Scotty Tuhati was on this trip with me where we're doing these different uh, appearances oh. And he was just in the And I just remember he would, under his breath, tell me things like, you know, Though he was in the mood, what he was saying was completely right. He was totally just being brutally honest, but I feel because I've been there, and now I, I can now that I'm looking back and see myself in that moment. I feel that he probably came off like being in a mood versus just being blunt about what he was saying. Because he seemed like he was really hurt by the wrong way to touch him. I can't remember what year it was, but um, it was a long time ago. And now looking back, I recognize that pain, but when he was going through it then, I wasn't there yet. It's like he was ahead of me in the being uh, butter from wrestling kind of thing, you know. And we had a lot of really um, cool private conversations on that trip. Again, 
I'll never forget that because I feel like I really connected with Scotty Tuhati on that. And he was always super nice, super respectful when I was in WWE. And I thought it was really cool that I got to, like, share a backstage with him because when I was totally, like, fangirl for WWF, he was somebody that was one of my favorites. I thought he was so awesome. I thought he was, like, I just loved watching his movies. I thought he was silly. So for me, I was completely in a mood, and I was just negative when I would go to these locker rooms. I was wanting to get done, get my pay, and leave. I couldn't be bothered because I was just so over it and frustrated. So it's funny because when I was going through all that, and I was stuck in that vibe for two years, I would think about the, that weekend with Scotty where he was like saying these things. Then private conversations like, why we thought that way. And I just like, dude, I just was on the side of it at that time. It was crazy. And it's not like it made me come out of it. I just was like, I just got to deal with it. And it's so crazy because I caught wind later on that um, the rumor was is that I was the one that was in a mood and that people were complaining about me saying that I was in a mood and this, this, and this and that, like, I was hard to work with. And I was like, what? And one of the fellas that brought me in, actually, I saw him somewhere down the line somewhere. And I was like, are you kidding me? I had so much fun in that barber. It was a barbershop. I was like, I had so much fun at that barbershop. I remember feeling so I don't know if their specialty was that they cut kids' hair, but they had, like, kids set up to, like, get their hair cut. So I was, like, all about it. And I was just, like, it's so funny how the heat always gets passed on to me. Just, like, pause real quick on the theme we're going on. Just last night when I was hanging out with my premium only family, I was talking about when um, I did a wrestle reunion one of the last ones they had. And long story short, you're going to have to go to my premium OnlyFans to find out how, but, you know, I was over there hanging out. Was it last night or was it to you guys last week? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All these broadcasts. Bruce was right. <laughs> I've got so much going on. But anyways, it was with Mike Tyson. He was smoking me out. Oh, yeah, it was here. The Godfather. Right? Wait. Was it? Stellar Steven, did I talk about this last week? About the Godfather? And somebody asked me if I've ever smoked with the Godfather. Oh, you know what it was? I know what it was. It was my, I have a new <laughs> Instagram. 
medicated Martinez. If you want to find out why I have that Instagram now, just go to medicated Martinez. Or you can go to Shelly'sLinks.com, click medicated Martinez. The first post that I have on there, there's only a few. It explains why I made it. So I did an Instagram live uh, on Sunday morning, make a bake. <clears throat> and somebody asked me if I ever smoked with the Godfather. And so I brought up the Wrestle reunion and that we were in Mike Tyson's room. And the whole floor was like, it just reeked of like this awesome medication that I don't know where he got it from, but it was awesome. Well, the people at, that put on Wrestle reunion gave me heat. They didn't tell me, they were telling other people that Shelly Martinez was stinking out that floor. And it's like, Dude, that was I wasn't even on that floor. That was Mike Tyson's room. And so it's like the Scotty Too Hottie thing. It's like he was in the mood. Not me. But whatever. That's fine. <laughs> Always catching Speaking of catching the heat, this next guy. Hold on. Real quick, on the count of three, let's just all roll our eyes together. One, two, three. Oh. All right. So this guy, I'm going to call A. Whatever. I'm just going to use these people's first initials. I'm not saying anyone's name, so I don't even need to drop it. So this dude, A. So he hits me up, telling me that, um, you know, he wants to bring me in. The money sounds good. And this is what these guys do, okay? They don't know what they're doing. This is where A category is, okay? And I think the the other guy, Jay, I think he falls in the same category. They just want to hang out with hot girls. And they're fans of wrestling, so they try to go and figure out, how can I hang out with girls who I had a crush on in wrestling? So that's this dude. And that's the problem with how the wrestling business is now. It's like just anyone is now a vendor or a promoter or putting on wrestling shows promoter. And a lot of times the reason why – People with a name in wrestling will give these people a time of day because they pay really good money. So, of course, you're going to take the booking brother, you know, sister. So, of course, he was like, oh, you know, I deal with Ashley Massaro. I deal with Jillian Hall, la, 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 la. So then I'm like, okay, cool. So the first red flag with A was he couldn't pay for my flight or something like that but and this is why like it's important to people out there to get a deposit because you just never know especially if you booked out and you're like oh I'm booked like no you need that deposit and then you're booked and if something happens and it gets canceled hey maybe you didn't make as much as you could have but now you can figure something else to do and at least you got some some money for it you know so A, the first red flag was this, he couldn't get me there. 
I thought maybe things happen, whatever. He did pay my deposit, whatever. But then it became almost this, like, routine where he kept doing it. He must have booked me, like, three or four different times to pay that deposit. I've never met the guy, I don't think. (laughs) And so when all this was going on, Ashley is telling me how, like, he's starting to tell her that he's in love with her. He put her in really weird situations. Like, it was weird. And I can't remember the top of my head, but Jillian started, like, having some drama with the guy, too. And it just became one of these things where I'm just like, this sucks. Like, here we are, you know, I'm just being honest with you. It's, it's harder for the girls to make money in wrestling. And here's the thing. I used to think it was just me because I just have my, like, 15 minutes of fame. So that's why, like, I found that struggle. I have enough, I guess, TV time or whatever to really make good money. But then when, um, you know, I'm one of my really good friends, she used to be married to a famous wrestler. And that's how I got to know her. And the one, like, I've never mentioned, like, a sports belt or anything. She's the one that's like, yeah, you know, the girls don't get paid as much as guys. And then she just started talking about all the stuff. It's like, I knew it. I knew it. Okay, good. It's not just me. It's not just me, the poor little vampire that got the boot. <laughs> you know? So, I feel that Give me a break, dude. That's why it's just like, whatever. When I stopped doing um, conventions, I was just like, I don't care what people think. Let's go back to Jay. OJ. <laughs> but you know what? This is going to be a, a. Let me collect my thoughts on this. So let's take another break. When we come back. Oh, it's going to get a little intense, at least for me. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Lagan every Thursday night 
at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. Let's talk about Jay. Okay, so... Here's the kicker. I don't remember the exact details, but I kind of screwed Jay over years ago. There was something to where he was like, he booked me on something. I was visiting the West Coast because I was still living in Kentucky at the time. And uh, I can't for the life of me remember exactly what had happened. I used to want to know, but now I don't care. You know what? No, I take that back. I do want to know still, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like maybe if one day that information would come to me, like someone would say, oh, like, I heard da-da-da, I'm hoping that that will, like, trigger my memory because I really want to know what happened. So all I remember is there was a flight situation I effed it up, so I ended up telling him that I would, like, pay for, like, the trouble of, like, changing something about, like, me. Somehow I had to owe him money for this flight, okay? So I truly believe that, again, I was in a really weird place. I was before TNA, so it was that in-between time. It's just, like, that summer before I moved back to California and moved back to California in September it's very hazy to me when I try to remember that time and I feel it's just because I was traumatized you know got fired I was leaving Kentucky um, my first I was leaving my first love in Kentucky 
He didn't even want to say goodbye to me. So he didn't even say goodbye to me when I left. So that was weighing on me. Like, I was just going through a lot, you know. And um, I didn't know what was going to happen, you know. I didn't know if I was going to, you know, if TNA was going to even bother with me. It was just a weird time. So I could see myself doing something shady in this situation. And I really do want to own up to it. I just don't remember what it was. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. So I take the responsibility, but I just need to remember what it was. But then there was a time where, like, we made it good. And it's interesting because there was – Something had happened to we made it good because I ended up working with Jay when it was like around like 2009-ish or so. I was already back in California. Um, I went to Florida and I did a a meet and greet. And it was, I'm sorry, it was a convention. And that's the one where I talked about where Ice-T was there and I wrapped colors to him. I got to meet Mark Medcalf from One Crazy Summer and Seinfeld. Um... I, George Jefferson walked in on me and my then serious boyfriend breaking up, (laughs) you know, the huge, and um, so then, but that, okay, so that time, I remember, he was like, oh, you know, like, there wasn't much money that was made, I'm glad that my boyfriend at that time was there with me around, I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made any money. You know what I mean? I would have to spend it on food and stuff like that. And that's my whole thing is if you want to be a promoter or you throw private events or whatever and you just want to hang out with these girls that you think are hot, that's fine. But guess what? If that's what you want to do and you want this whole, like, little fantasy thing, like, you got to, like, come through. And something that just gets on my nerves to no end, there's um, a guy that I've worked for here in town, like not wrestling related, but acting wise. And it's like they want to have this whole vibe, but it's like you're not even – like go to Ralph, get like those 24 bags of individual like chips that people usually give their kids for lunch. Get a couple of those nine ninety nine large bottles of Cook's champagne. Get some cheap vodka. Get some cheap rum. Get some Diet Cokes, two liter, and some ice. And you, you know, it costs you maybe fifty dollars. Especially if you go to Walmart. <laughs> Shout out to Walmart. But these dudes are like. Wondering why we end up like getting whatever because now we're hungry. We've been putting on things all day. We've been pleasant. Now it's like, you know, come on, pull through. Little Caesar pizza, five dollars, five dollars. When you can't come through, it just gets on my nerves. So this thing when it was when I worked with Jay in Florida, my whole thing was, I if I remember correctly, I did not get all the pay that I was supposed to. And he tried to like be like, oh, well, you know, because I told him to take the airfare, a 
my boyfriend out of my pay. So, like, he tried to use that excuse. And then he had said that afterwards that he was going to get us dinner. When the check came, he did not do that. So it's like, why even say that? Because I would have just went and had dinner on my own. Oh, that's right, because you want me to sit at this table. Well, guess what? Then instead of coming here, go somewhere where you can afford, where you can pay for everybody. Like, don't do it dirty like that. And I'm not trying to sound like some whatever, but that's the thing. Like, you don't even have to have alcoholic beverages. But have water and have some sort of snack at least. At least, what is it, like eight ninety nine to get that bag of twenty four chips, bags individually wrapped. You can just get pretzels and hummus. That's like three four dollars. Like, come on. So then I didn't want to work with him anymore, and I wouldn't work with him, wouldn't work with him, and then enough time went by where. Here's here's my problem. I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but a lot of times what I get myself into trouble is when I grow in life and then so I start looking at things differently. When I reconnect with people from my past, I think that it's going to be the same on their end. And when there's just, like, nothing there and, like, them not growing in life equals them still being shady, still being creepy, still being cheap like it's a disappointment and then like I wonder why and then I felt stupid but it's like at the end of the day it doesn't mean that everyone's on the same page not everyone is and that's fine no one's better than anyone it's just like a difference of energy so with Jay where he always ends up back in my life is I always end up feeling like it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different this time. So a couple years ago, he had this event in Vegas. I told him if he flew me out, I would go. For me, I looked at it as, um, if you're my secret society, you remember this, when I went to Vegas a few years ago, and... The way I looked at it was, at that time, my secret society had already been around for a bit. I already been creating for it. So I looked at it as, now I can see some of my girlfriends and hopefully make some money. But at least I can get to Vegas and I don't have to pay for getting there or my room. So I can take that opportunity to, like, shoot a bunch of pictures in my room, get some videos, sell some custom content. So I was there for two days. The first day that we were there, I just like, I'm trying to remember, maybe it was just one day. When I first got there, I had a photo shoot. He had a photographer, and uh, one of the, part of the deal was taking a bunch of photos uh, because I believe he was making, like, cards, kind of like how Benchwarmer does it. And so he would have these, or he, I'm pretty sure he still does, has these private um, signings where he brings the girls in they do a bunch of photos, and you sign a bunch of these cards, and you sell them online, and eight by ten, and I'm fine with that. In fact, I like that, and that's where he really got me this time. It wasn't going to a convention, just or it was like his thing, but it's like it wasn't just a convention. It was like doing the photo shoot. It's like it was a whole thing, and I was totally on board with that because I just kept thinking I was gonna get some great content. Like this is awesome. 
So did the shoot. Everything was cool. Everything was fine. Um, you know, and then I did my thing, and luckily I made some decent money when I was um, trying to sell these private shoes to my secret society at that time because I ended up making, like, barely any money because hardly anybody was there. And it was – it sucked because, like, the AVN was going on. So I totally felt – because this wasn't, like, a wrestling convention he had. It was – like, he had wrestler girls there, but – there was also like playmates there, um, glamour models, porn girls. So it was like a glamour kind of convention kind of thing, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it just, it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with. And once again, the food situation wasn't really taken care of and so it just it really got on my nerves but luckily I was like I had my secret society money so it wasn't like I was a broke bitch like I had been before where I'd be counting on that money and again the positive was like you know I was able to have some conversations that I really needed to and the person I was sharing my table with was Lizzie Valentine and her and I catching up and just sharing some things that we needed to share. That just meant everything, you know. So it worked out. Once again, it worked out. So I ended up, um, the guy, Jay, he had asked if I wanted, he said if I wanted food, I had to go to a specific um, hotel because he had vouchers for that hotel. I was fine with that. A, if you got vouchers and you got to use those vouchers to feed me, I am fine with that. No problem. But then he's like, but you got to take an Uber here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I ended up taking an Uber there. And when I'm sitting down, it's just me, him, and one of the guys that helped him, like, at his table and get the girls and all that. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, I pretty much told him what I told you guys. Like, if you want to have all this, that's fine. But, like, you got to, like, hook us up. And I'm not even saying, like, you have to, like, be popping bottles. Like, you could spend $20 and, like, it's like you're helping us out, keeping our blood sugar up. Like, you know what I mean? And it's not about boozing it up. I'm talking about just, like, keeping it going. Like, it's a lot doing the shoots and then the convention and dealing with meeting with people. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I love it. But it does take a lot out of you, you know? So having nutrition, even if it's crap, just like if you got chips, like that's carbs, you know, like let's get it going. Like, okay, like, you know you're going to crash, but you got that time, you know. It's it's the whole thing. So, so when I found myself the only girl at this table, I thought it was, it was a great opportunity being that I was the only one that showed up to share with him how important it is and why it's and I really felt like I was getting someone. And so it sucked when the last time I worked with him, it was in New York. This time there was no convention. It was that we had a meet and greet at a bar, which was really fun. And then we did the signing of the cards and the photos the next day. So the night at the bar was fine because 
the people at the bar were like, whatever you want to drink, whatever you want to eat, you just let us know. And they were so nice. So, so nice. And it was a cute bar. The people that were there at the bar were awesome. And from the Vegas, Vegas was like, I want to say like maybe February, March, maybe January, February, or March. And then the, no, wait, I'm sorry. Maybe it was in January. And then in March, that's when I ended up going to the New York one. So it was just a couple of months in between, right? So in between that, like, it was crazy because for me, uh, when I went to the Vegas thing, Ashley and I, like, I was kind of mad at her, but, like, not really mad at her, but I was just kind of, like, a little butt hurt. And... I wasn't as available to her in Vegas because I was doing my shoot, trying to make that money. But, like, whenever I'm at a thing with Ashley, like, we always try to make time to have, like, that one-on-one conversation. And that really didn't happen in Vegas. Um, so I felt guilty. And then she kept saying, I know you're mad at me. Like, I'm not mad, it's just like I'm hurt, you know. So when I went to the second gig with Jay, which was my last one, I didn't know that was gonna be the last time I watched that. And from that first gig to that second one, I finally understood why she was being that way. And I even told her, I was like, you know what, actually I'm not mad at you. I accept you for how you are. I go at the end of the day, whenever you're just one of those girls, when you have a boyfriend, I'm just not going to hear from you and you're going to blow me off. And she laughed. She goes, Oh my God, you're not the first person to tell me that. And I hugged her and I told her, You know, I just, my prayer for you is that you really find the right guy one day get the love that you And I just remember she was like, Me too. She was so sad that day. So I very distant. I kept trying to engage with her. And it's crazy because on my secret society, and I now do it for my Shelley TV, I have this thing called the Weekly Rewind. And it's a archive of the week for my Snapchat. And because life, whatever, I've been behind. And so for years now, I've been behind. So, like, I used to get annoyed by it, but now I've accepted it because there's it's like a diary for me, right? So when I'm revisiting footage that's like five, six months old, it really has helped my life to um, work better on my flaws and um, seeing things from a perspective, you know? So when I got to that after she had already passed, there was like barely any like I got nothing. And oh my goodness, hold on. Yeah. Uh, I ordered Instacart and the guy keeps writing me. So I remember I wanted to record her, like for my social media, you know, hanging out, like whatever. But I just felt like it was at the right time. 
And it's crazy because when she had come to California and she came and visited with me, I felt the same way. Like, I didn't get much footage with her because I just felt it just wasn't the right time. You know, there's a time and place. It just wasn't the right time. It was just time to just be present with each other, who cares about the phone, cares about recording, like, you know, we're friends with my band, you know, it's just like being present in the moment. And that, to me, is more important. I love documenting life. Like I said, it's helped me in my personal life because I really see myself in a different lens. And I love it, but there's a time and place. So it's crazy because I ended up kind of getting into it with Jay when we were doing the autograph signing because, or, I'm sorry, not the autograph signing, the, uh, the signing the next day. Now, granted, I was hungover, whatever, and I had asked him, I texted him, I said, can you please order me an impossible burger? So I felt like when I got there, like it would be there. I was willing to pay for it. He could have taken it out of my pay. Like, I wasn't trying to, like, make him okay for my food. I'm drunk. And it just didn't happen. And so, like, I kept talking. I was like, dude, can you at least get, like, pizza? Like, gosh, it's like $5. I wouldn't shut up about it. And so, finally, when I got done signing all of my stuff, I said, look, I'm going to go downstairs. I have to eat. And one of the reasons why it's important for me, not only because of, like, all that goes into these things, but I do have, like, immunity issues. I have GI issues. So, like, things happen. Those people were, like, I really got to take care of, what, you know, my body and what's going on because I get really sick. And my blood sugar drops low a lot, and that makes me feel very sick. Like, it, I got a lot going on. I'm just a mess, you know? And I was in that space, and I was just like, dude. So I went down, and I got the freaking Beyond Burger, and I ate it in the lobby. And I remember it was so expensive because it was a, like, fancy hotel. And so when I came back upstairs, they're like, oh, we ordered pizza. And I was like, oh, my gosh, no. I just went down. They were like, you finally ordered the pizza? Like, oh, my gosh. And so I got into it with him. But why it's important to take care of your girls. You're going to have to sit in here for hours signing all this stuff so that you can make your money back for bringing this all in. Like, please. Like, my goodness, spend $20. Guys. But the positive that came out of that wasn't just that I was able to have that last one-on-one conversation with Ashley. We did go outside and chatted about it. But I also got to connect with some of the other girls that were there, and they were bench warmer models. And I was, like, in the last run of bench warmer models. And... Um, I always loved these girls, and I wanted to get to know them better, you know. And here we were, and it was a perfect opportunity. So after the night, that first night we were at the bar, I ended up in one of the girls' rooms. Like, opened up to each other and all this. And it was really awesome, you know. So... Not only did I get to have that last moment with Ashley, but I also got to connect with those bench warmer girls, you know, and that just meant so much to me. And it was my turn to leave to go to the airport. One of the things I said before I closed the door, I said, you know, I said something like, you know what, Jay? I I think I said something like, I don't like you, 
but I'm very grateful that you brought me here because I gained a lot from this experience. So thank you. And then I closed the door. And that's when I was like, I'm never working for this guy. Like, I give up. Like, I cannot. Like, this is not cool. Like, he's never going to change. Like, whatever. So then, after Ashley passes away, you know, it was really hard for me. And I didn't really talk about it for a while. And so when I started to feel a little bit better about it, say something, this dork texts me and is like, why are you talking about my friend Ashley? Da, 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 da. And it's like, dude, shut the f up! Like, leave me alone! Like, why are you even texting? Me? Like, leave me alone! Like, just because I don't want to ever work for you, like, doesn't give you the right to come over here and be a complete douchebag. So that's when I knew right then and there, I truly, truly never, 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 never will work with Jay ever again. Because he crossed a line. He went and tried to verbally attack me when I was mourning the loss of somebody very special to my life. And that showed me his true character. His true, true character. And what he's all about. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to be around that energy. Nothing. And it reminded me of something that I often thought about um, when I was on that Florida trip with him that with Jay and he brought me in. Um, another positive that came out of that was that I got to meet Terry Alden, Priscilla Barnes from Recon. And it was in the hotel bar after, um, I guess, day one of the convention. So it was really nice to have some nice wine there. And I freaking drank wine with freaking Priscilla Barnes. And it was so awesome because I was nerding out. I was like, you don't understand. I have a video chat. It's called the Regal Beagle Video Chat. And I just love it. And she was like, you're a wrestler? How? You're so small. And so I was just amazed that she's freaking Terry Alden. She was amazed that I was this wrestler. <laughs> and so it was really cool, man. It was really, really cool. And um, while I was there in that hotel bar, there were some other girls there, uh, other wrestlers as well. I see Jay sitting at the table with, like, his buddies, right? And so all of a sudden I see angry Terry Reynolds come in with silk pajamas on, doesn't say a word, goes right up to Jay and starts choking him out right there in the hotel bar. And I was like, oh, my God, he deserves it. (laughs) Oh, I don't know what the deal is, but he deserves it. So every single time I've been around Terry, and after that, way after that, I went to Afghanistan, and she was there. And um, I've had many conversations with her, but I just never thought to bring it up. And it wasn't until Jay disrespected me to stream by telling me how dare I talk about his friend that I was like, I want to ask Terry. So I hit her up. I was like, hey, remember that time? She was like, oh, my God, yes. I was like, do you remember why you did it? She was like, I don't know, but I don't like him. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, neither do I. So, you know, this is just like the tip of the iceberg, people, of not only what us wrestlers deal with, but us gals deal with. Because we have to deal with, like, Aside from the Scotty Too Hottie weekend, everybody else I mentioned, or I guess it's only two people, A and J, 
they're but everyone that came across my head is just like them. It's just like they're the only the Scotty Too Hotty people weekend were the ones that weren't the people that made me feel like they just wanted to hang out with the hot girls, blah blah blah. There's no motive except let's make money and I think it'd be kinda of cool to see how to go with Ariel. I think it'd be kinda of cool to see how it'd be to go with Scotty Too Hotty and Ariel. Like I appreciate that vibe. And there's plenty of people that I have and they're awesome to work with, you know. Um, there's just there's so many great experiences I had. That's why I did it for so long, you know, the convention. You know, that so many conventions. People, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed meeting fans. I enjoyed um, seeing everybody because it's the opportunity to like, see everybody. It's kind of like high school, you know. It's, going back, it's like these little, oh, it's time to go back to high school, you know. Not in a bad way. Or, you know, sometimes it felt like that, though. But, like, you know, but still, it was all good and you know, when it stopped being fun and it just became a drag, that's when I had to check out. And a lot that had to do with that were the, the it seemed like over the years, more and more of the fan guys get some money together and start bringing in girls, you know. And whatever, it's cool, like, I'm not totally dogging it, like, it's helped me in my life to take those gigs. It's helped other girls to take those gigs. I'm just saying, can you can, can you control yourself first of all? Control yourself, and then secondly, like, can you at least put a budget of twenty dollars for snacks and bottled water? Because that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great, you know. Especially if you're having us work for hours on end, it'd be really awesome, you know. Anyway, I'm going to take one more commercial break. When we come back, I am going to take your call. What is that number you ask? Well, I'll tell you. 657-383-1666. Again, that's 657-383-1666. I'll be right back. It's me, it's me, it's the damn double G, the red dog, Jesse James, and by my flat, I saw him that big double D, a double crooked little badass, Billy Dick, together we are the new age outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check 
check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I'm going to be taking your guys' calls, and uh, let's see what's up. We have caller 208. What's your name, and where are you from? I'm Malcolm Shelley, my, uh, you know, the whole Hogan voice. <laughs> um, are you are you sad today? No, I was thinking about, um, I was staying with my mom in 86. Um, well, 85 to 86, we were, I was staying with my mom. She'd gone through a divorce with my dad, um, and she was really down, and I was watching over her. And I was trying to get my life in order when I just got out of the Army. I was in Army Reserve and Drill Sergeant School. But there was two girls that lived above us, and they had a fight. It was like February or January of 86. And and me and Mom, you know, knew they lived up there, but, you know, uh, we didn't know anything about them. And uh, the blonde came down, and the other girl was yelling at her. She was a brunette. 
and her name was Carrie Hampy. I found that out later on. Carrie, um, she came down. She was crying. She said her roommate left her, and she was all alone, and she wanted to get to know me, you know, and I was watering the lawn, you know, because my mom liked me to keep the lawn neat and in the yard. We were down on the, you know, we were down on the first floor, and they were up on the second and Carrie said she needed to talk, and I fixed her. I fixed her some hot tea. We got to know each other. Uh, I even took her to an Oakland A's New York Yankees game in the summer of '86. I had a '69 Volvo that the air filter and the oil filter used to break down on me. I used to have to change it all the time, but um, we had a lot of fun, and we used to go to the Solano Mall in Fairfield and. I bought her I bought her a submarine sandwich and we split it. They didn't have a subway back then, so I just bought like a regular submarine and we bought a couple of orange Juliuses and I was up there window shopping because I love comic books, you know. I've always loved comic books and um we we went other places. We we used to talk and my brother got out of the navy. Um it was April of eighty seven, uh right around WrestleMania three. And um, uh, he wanted to move from Napa to up near Sacramento because uh, there was more job opportunities for him when he got out. And um, he wanted me and my mom and him to share an apartment. And Carrie wanted me to stay with her in her apartment upstairs. And I talked to my brother, and he talked me into moving to Sacramento. And I kind of regret staying you know, moving in with my brother because Carrie had something real unusual. She had something called epilepsy, and we had these four guys that lived next door to us, and they were they ran like this religious, you know, study group, and we used to meet on Wednesdays. And I remember one time Carrie passed out from her epilepsy. She had a seizure, and um, we had to take her up on the second floor. I carried her upstairs and put her on her couch. You know, that's when we got real close. I remember her mom came out one time, and her mom was Chinese, and her dad was American. She was part Chinese, part American, which I didn't care about that because I thought she was cute as hell. She kind of looked like Jane Weedlin of the Go-Go's or Martha Quinn on MTV, and I I was really liking her. And um, her mom came out to visit her, and her mom told her, that I couldn't be part of the family because I wasn't Chinese. And Carrie threw a whole box of tampons at her mom while she was going down the stairs, you know. But uh, I still the life that I, you lived over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still regret, Shelly, that I didn't stay with her. I went with my mom and my brother. But my brother said if me and my mom and him didn't, you know, pitch in financially when we moved up there from Napa, to the new apartment um, that we couldn't make it financially, you know, with the rent, the groceries. So, you know, it was a decision, my family, you know, or Carrie, and I kind of think about it, you know, cause she was a lot of fun. You know, she used to watch MTV with me in 86 and she's watched wrestling with me and she'd get a kick out of me talking about Roddy Piper and Andre the giant, you know, she's just a lot of fun, you know, and, I, I think about her all the time, you know, I wish I could see her again. I mean, if I could see her again, I, I, I really think, you know, I'd see if I could get serious with her because 
we we were real close, her and me. You know, we just it, it just you know it's just one of those situations that didn't work out. You know, and then Tony Capone. So that's why been, you sound sad today. Is that why? What's that? Is that why you sound sad today? Yeah, I th- I I thought about her. You know, she was, you know, she was she was unusual. She was different. So I guess guess that's what I liked about her the most. She's just, you know, I wish I could see her again. She, and the last time I saw her, I was at my National Guard unit. She came out, and um, I was living in Sacramento. My brother used to give me a ride because I didn't have a vehicle back then. I was working at Carl's Juniors, and that's how I was making my you know my living. And then my National Guard income that was helping me get. She came out to my first um, drill sergeant uh, meeting like in May of 87 because uh, we had to meet one weekend uh, a month. Um, and then two weeks out of the year, Sat was in the reserve and, and the guard. And um, Shelly, um, Carrie came out there and she told Sergeant Berg, he was my training NCO and my platoon sergeant. And he was the biggest San Francisco 49er and San Francisco Giant fan you could ever meet in your life. And he loved Star Trek and Star Trek The Next Generation. I got – Sergeant Berg was so cool. Sergeant Bruce Berg, he was – I mean, uh, I miss – I got to tell you, that's something else I miss, Shelly. I miss my old Army buddies. I, I'd love to see some of my old Army buddies. They, they, it was so much fun to serve with them, to go places and do things like we put up a retrans – antenna in Korea and it fell down and we had to put it back up again. I mean, I just, I, I miss those days. So. Well, thank you for sharing, you know, about. what you've been going through. Yeah, but well, we're, we're talking about two people, famous people that I got to meet. I met Lizzie Valentine. She was Juventud Guerrero's um, ballet. Uh, she signed a picture for me, but I met Priscilla Barnes with Joyce DeWitt at the San Jose Toy Show and also at the Hollywood Show. And I met Sherman Hemsley, George Jefferson. This was so cool, Shelly. I was telling him he was in Mr. Nanny. He was Hulk Hogan's manager. you know. And then he had that scene in Mr. Nanny where that big black lady, she had that rolling pin. He was trying to hit on her. We were talking about that. I and never I seen that Hogan. one because I don't like the Hulkster, as you know. <laughs> Well, you got to see, uh, even if you don't like Hulk Hogan, you know, as a wrestler, you got to see this movie, Mr. Nanny, because Sherman Hemsley, and then remember Poindexter, hot, hot, hot on that music video in 89? He's like the villain in there. Oh, yeah. He's got this metal plate. No way. You know, but he was out there, and I did the Hogan voice for him, and he taught me to do the uh, George Jefferson dance. It was so cool. <laughs> I'll awesome. never forget that. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I'll call you next week, Shelly. Thank you. All right. You have a good rest of your week. Bye bye. All right. All right, everyone. That's all I got in Thank you, Claire. Until then, uh, back here, same bat time, same bat channel.